Is September baseball one of the most exciting times in sports? We sure think so. Teams are battling for their chance at the postseason, while other players are making their case of why they deserve MVP. We also get to see the surgence of young MLB talent make their way into the majors. So even though week one of football has officially begun, John and I couldn't pass up the opportunity to talk baseball. So if you are ready, we are ready. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this new episode from the Jelly Card Boys. Welcome back to the Jelly Cards Podcast, where John and I are spreading the love of the hobby. This is episode 23. John, I know football starts tonight. Chiefs and the uh, Lions. No Travis Kelsey, which is really big. Not officially. He might be. Well, I know, but hyperextended his knee. Uh, Me personally, you're playing. It's the first game of the uh, season. You should win without Kelsey against the Lions. I would assume you should win. Your offense should be able to keep, you know, um, to outplay the Lions, even though the Lions are actually probably going to be better than they were even last year. But I, I still think you, you should probably just sit him for a game. But who knows? You know, you know how that team is. Like Mahomes plays played injured, so I think Kelsey's going to probably do the same. Mm-hmm. However, I just think there's way too much happening in baseball right now for us to not talk baseball. <laughs> So we can, you know, we can push the football talk to a uh, different episode, but I want to talk baseball because so much has been happening this season. It's September baseball. Nothing is better than September baseball, especially when your team <laughs> is in the hunt for e- to either win the division or at least a wild card spot. And the Cubbies are trying, obviously, doing both right now. Mm-hmm. I think we're only what two games back, two one or half. two. Two and a half games back. No, are, are you sure it's two and a half? Yes, sir. Because the, they lost yesterday, the Brewers. I know. Yeah, we were three and a half back, and now we're two and a half. I thought we were only two games back. Listen, Linda, it's two and a half. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess you're right. <laughs> Good God. Um, but huge sweep for the Cubs on the Giants. Mm-hmm. Got to play Arizona, which is still going to be a tough series because they're, they're fighting for a wild card spot right now. Uh, just announced that they're calling up Jordan Lawler, yeah. which unfortunately we don't have any Lawler cards except for Raw. I know we got a bunch of Raw. Mm-hmm. I just don't think we sent any for grading. Yeah. Um, but where was I going with this? Now that uh, now that you made me lose my train of thought with this two and a half crap. Yeah. So you were talking about September baseball being exciting, and we're in the hunt. And oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I'm a, I, I told you I'm gonna start off. Uh, asking you a question because there are two players in the league right now that hit major milestones. You have Giancarlo Stanton, who just hit his uh, 400th career home run, and Bryce Harper recently just hit his 300. So, the qu- uh, first question I'm going to ask you: Giancarlo Stanton, Bryce Harper, Hall of Famers or no? Oof. Um. God, if I had to pick. Either of them who I think would get into the Hall of Fame, I'm picking Harper. Mm-hmm. Stanton, oh, man, that's a really tough question. I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but, yeah, if I had to pick one, I'm going Harper for sure. So uh, the reason why I'm asking this is because, I mean, I, there's always been talks about, oh, you know, players who are playing right now who could potentially make it to Cooperstown. I know Giancarlo Stanton's name gets brought up a lot because of his home runs. Here's a crazy stat for you, for Giancarlo Stanton. And remember, this guy's missed a lot of time for uh, due to injuries. Mm-hmm. Fewest games uh, for players in the MLB in the career. Fewest games to reach 400. Damn. You have Mark McGuire. He took he uh, it was 1,412 games to reach 400. Uh, 400. That's nuts. Babe Ruth, 1,475. Alex Rodriguez, 1,489. And at fourth, Giancarlo Stanton, 1,520. And then fifth rounds out with Albert Pujols, took a 1,523 games. Wow. Giancarlo Stanton 
1,520 games it took him. He is now fourth all time to reach 400 the fastest. Damn, that's awesome. And he's missed however many games. I mean, he was out when he had that horrific uh, injury when he got pegged in the face with the ball. Yeah. yeah. To think that he's missed like X amount of games because of injuries after that and to still be the fourth fastest to 400. If he like never had any of those injuries, I could only imagine like how long it would have, you know, who actually would have took him? How much quicker he would have, he would be at four hundred? Yeah. So so for his career stat line, he's a two sixty one batter, three fifty on base percentage, five thirty two slugging for his career. He's got an OPS of eight eight one, four hundred home runs. He's got one thousand uh, one thousand twenty six ribbies, a uh, little over fourteen hundred hits. Career WAR is a uh, forty four point six. He's a, yeah, he's a former MVP, five-time All-Star. Uh, he was a home run derby champ, two-time Silver Slugger, and he was an All-Star MVP as well. Wow. So I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't know if he can make it into the Hall of Fame. I don't think he will. I think his 261 batting average is going to hurt him. I think his OPS of 881 is probably going to hurt him. Uh, the fact that he's not at... 1500 hits yet i think it's gonna hurt him because i don't i, I kind of don't see him making 2000 hits do you think that if he gets to 500 home runs he'll be in i don't think so because <laughs> um wh- where did adam dunn finish i mean even though adam dunn wasn't an mvp or anything but i think adam dunn was like 489 or something oh wow okay yeah yeah, and say you should look up Adam Dunn. He had like I think like five or six consecutive seasons in a row where he hit forty or more home runs. Yeah, he finished with four sixty two. Who Adam Dunn? Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know if he reaches five hundred, he they're gonna have to consider him for it. But at the average has to go up. I think if if he can reach five hundred home runs and get his average up to like two eighty. <sighs> Then I think he he could he could make a a case for Cooperstown. Dang. And I have his uh, rookie card. <laughs> nice. That's right. I remember you. I think I remember you buying that from uh, Jim and Steve's, right? Uh, no, I actually bought uh, it from uh, Kenny. Oh, in Indiana. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Even better. More fun yeah. sports cards. It's his um his Bowman Chrome rookie card. I really want the Topps Chrome because the Topps Chrome is at well. It was after the longest time. It's probably still there uh, at Jim and Steve's because I always liked that. Obviously, Giancarlo Stanton, to anybody who doesn't know, started his season, uh, his career off as Mike Stanton mm-hmm. and then changed it like, you know, halfway through. I kind of wish Stanton was still on the Marlins. <laughs> of course you do. Well, just, I mean, that was his best baseball. I mean, the year he won uh, MVP, he hit 59 home runs. Mm-hmm. And this guy's home runs are literally like line drives. Yeah, he he crushes the ball. Yeah, he, he also has probably one of the ugliest swings in baseball. Yeah, I never understood that. He's so stiff, and it's just yeah. like uh-huh. whack. He, no lower body. Yeah. It's all from the torso. Well, so I was. They have a segment on uh, MLB uh, tonight or MLB Network, and Derosa. I, I think it was Derosa that was talking about Stanton and talking about his swing. And he said that it looks, it appears that he's trying not to hurt himself. Like the way he's playing right now is he's, he's like, I, and I kind of agree with him. I think it's like longevity in his mind. You know, I don't think he wants to be injured anymore. He wants to play like, and now it's at at his point in his career. I think it's all about padding the stats, (laughs) you know, making, making your case to, can I be a Hall of Famer? And I think now he's a little bit too worried about his injuries. And so, like, everyone's kind of dissing on him for his effort. And, like, that one play where he got thrown out at home and oh. it was like he was, like, jogging. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. I think a lot of that might have to do with him just trying not to get hurt anymore. Okay. You know? I can see so, that. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah. Why does, he needs to do some, like – uh some Tom Brady offseason kind of regimen to kind of help his body be better prepared for the long season of baseball. Yeah, like functionality. Like yeah. move, like even if you're still hitting the weights and stuff, 
change it from like, you know, whatever your current workout scheme is, change it to like functionality, yeah. you know, like getting your, you know, loosening your joints up and like all about like more of like flexibility and longevity yeah. of your muscles and your bones and your joints versus like if you're going in and just hitting the weights hard. Yeah, completely agree. That's what I think you need to do, especially yeah. if, if that really is his biggest concern is to keep playing and keep playing at a high level. Yeah, because and and change up your stance, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. show, you know, show some like moving in the legs or something. Get a leg kick. I don't know, man, because it's all like it's just all torso and arms. Has it always been that way? Like his whole I career? I don't think so. That's what I, I, would I don't think know. it has. I mean, he's always had an ugly swing, but I don't think it's oh, it's been that bad. Yeah, I'm trying. And to... I think that I think that injury to his uh, to his his jaw like really kind of messed with his head <laughs> when he, you know his approach to the plate. But okay, but we could move on to Bryce Harper because I you know me, yeah. I, I've been a Bryce Harper guy since day one. Mm-hmm. I think Bryce Harper easily could be a Hall of Famer. I think he's already a Hall of Famer right now. I think it's just right now it's like where are you gonna finish on the all time lists. You know, for uh, Harper, he's a 281 career hitter. He's a 381 OBP, 520 slugging, 909 OPS. He's got 300 home runs. I think he just hit one the other day, so he should be at 301 or 302, somewhere around there. Um, he's got 872 ribbies, uh, almost 1,500 hits. He's at 1,493, and then he's got a career war of 44.9. He's a two-time MVP, Rookie of the Year, seven-time All-Star, home run derby champ, beat out Kyle Schwarber. Dumb. <laughs> Rob. Uh, it's two, two-time Silver Slugger, and he was the NLCS MVP. So he is also the 28th MLB player to, uh, to reach 300 by age 30. Damn. Yeah. And here's, so here's a really good stat, and they also showed this on MLB uh, Network. So this is players with 300 plus home runs, 1500 plus hits, and an OPS plus of over a, uh, 143, and they also have to have multiple MVPs by age 30. I know that's a lot that yeah. I just said there. Yeah. So for this list of players who have accomplished all of that, Mickey Mantle, Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, Jimmy Fox. Miguel Cabrera, Frank Robinson, Alex Rodriguez, and Bryce Harper. It's a hell of a list. Hell of a list. Obviously, you know, we think Mike Trout is going to be a future Hall of Famer, even though his injuries are still kind of plaguing him. He's still mm-hmm. probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Pujols yeah. and Miggy, for sure, first ballots have yep. to be. Obviously, Mickey Mantle, Jimmy Fox, Frank Robinson, legends, legends of the sport. Mm-hmm. A-Rod, to me, is still a legend, but obviously he won't ever make it in because of the steroid use. Mm-hmm. And then there's Bryce Harper on the list. Damn. It's pretty pretty sweet, man. Yeah. Uh, I used to be a Harper critic, oh, but now. Oh, you guys ripped on Harper all the time. Yeah, I just, he's, he, he was, yeah. He's, well, it, he's a really con- good baseball his, player. His contract negotiations before he went to Philly actually really pissed me off, too. Exactly. Yep. So yeah, he really upset me when when he held off for so long just to be like, okay, I'm gonna go to the Phillies. And then I thought it was really funny that the Nationals win the World Series the next the next year. But mm-hmm. that's what he gets for being. He just felt always felt super cocky and arrogant to me, and I hate that when I when it comes to pro sports. But granted, he is a, he is an extremely talented and gifted baseball player. But I'm gonna tell you right now. If if the game's on the line and you want somebody up at, at bat to win you the game or keep the game alive, you want Bryce Harper at the plate. You're done. <laughs> this, you want Harper at the plate. This guy is a gamer. He he can he can hit you the big hits. Like, I mean, obviously his infamous home run that sent him to the World Series will go down in history as one of the best hits ever. You know, what I mean that that will be replayed over and over again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So for me, I think Bryce Harper is assuring for the, for MVP. I think for him right now in his career, 
it's the same thing with Stanton longevity, longevity, yeah. longevity, longevity, keep yourself on the field. Absolutely. And then Harper's uh, corner, it helps that he's younger than Stanton, I think by at least two, three years. Yeah. It, which, you know, it's funny too. And I think I've said this before too. Now that we're in our thirties, <laughs> you know, I, when I was a younger kid, I always, I always do when I would play uh, like sports games, play baseball games and stuff. I would never sign a player to my team if they were over the age of 30, because I always considered in sports years, 30 plus you were on the older side. Mm -hmm. But now that we are in our thirties, man, I'm like, Harper's probably got another like three, four years in him of good baseball. I I think maybe like 35 and on, maybe you start to kind of dip a little bit, but I still think Harper's got at least three, four years of really great baseball in them. I agree with you. Because I'm like, I, I would be able to still play sports right now easily <laughs> at a at a top level, I feel like. I, I feel you you probably feel the same, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean some, my bones crack, my knee hurts when I <laughs> yeah. crouch down. I, w- I wouldn't be catching anymore, but you could put me in the outfield that, you know, I might have to stretch a while because I'll blow my hamstrings out. But <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> But I can still get out there and play. <laughs> yeah, sure, Jason. We'll be we'll be great out there. <laughs> John's knee blows out. Yeah. Jason, Jason's hamstring blows out out for the season. That's exactly what would happen. We would need like a whole off season of training just to be functional. I would need a whole off season of stretching. Yeah, right. Just so I don't hurt anything. Yeah, exactly. But I agree with you. I I I think that players who are in their thirties. I, like you said, when we were younger, I always thought like, oh, man, these guys are going to retire soon. But now it feels like with the advancements in training, just all the new things that are involved when it comes to pro sports, I think that Harper and even Stanton, too, have at least a few few years of good baseball left in them. I mean, so if you look at, if you look at the future for Harper, uh, Harper is easily a 25-plus home run hitter. Mm-hmm. Give him another, you know, so tw- at 25, give him another four years. He's at 400. I think he could probably surpass 450 by the end of his career. Easily past 450. I think for sure he should get to close to 2,500 hits. Yeah. I think maybe like 2,200, past 2,200. Let's give him 450 home runs. If he can get his career war up to above 50, I mean, uh, you know, maybe push towards 300 for the average. I think he can. I think he will not be a first ballot, but eventually someone will vote him in. I think I could agree with that. I don't know if he'll be first ballot right now based no. on his stats, but yeah, maybe a and few I ballots think he later. Has, I think he has another MVP award in him too. Oof. If, if he could get the three, dude, he's already won two. Uh huh. Yeah, if he gets the three, he's for sure a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. But uh, I, I think a full season, no injuries, he could still bat over three hundred. He shaved his beard, with it looks really weird. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I did see that. All the, all the, uh, all the social media like TikToks and stuff are funny because they're like, "Oh, look at this prospect. He looks a lot like Bryce Harper," and they're like, "Wow, he even swings like him too." That's awesome. That's yeah, funny. It's funny. Um, but he he actually he shaved the beard because he was in a slump. Mm-hmm. And then he and then he pops out of the slump with hitting a home run. Schwarber's up to forty home runs now. Yep. Congratulations! You're still batting a one ninety five. Yeah, I don't. He has completely shifted from being like a contact type, just put the ball in play hitter, and he just wants to hit home runs. He's completely shifted from wanting to just hit the ball. Yeah. To I only want to hit home runs. Yeah. I don't know if that was like the Phillies like, um, like whole plan of attack with him, especially leading him off. Like, hey, we just want you to hit home runs in the leadoff spot. Like, but one ninety five. Yeah, he's <laughs> still got like, he's got four, uh, forty home runs and eighty something ribbies. Dang. Yeah. And yeah, you're batting one ninety five. I don't get it. I don't like it, but it is what it is. So let's so Bryce Harper, Hall of Famer, Stanton, maybe. Maybe, maybe he can get there. Yeah, that's how I feel. 
But let's move on real quick. Before we get into this, we got to talk J-Dom. We got to talk Jason Dominguez. But before we even get into the Dominguez talk, um, I want to bring up AL MVP. So dumb. Yeah. Honestly, man, and this is not me being a troll. This is not me being an anti-Shohei Otani supporter or an anti-Shohei Otani fan. I truly think that the Angels might end up shutting Otani down. He's got the UCL tear. They already said he's going to need surgery, but they don't know what type of surgery he's going to need. He's now missed three straight games with an, with his oblique injury that he's been battling for the last like two two months at least. I think since July. I think if the Angels were smart, you're only, you're at like 64 wins. The Angels are on the verge of not winning more games this year than they did last year. Last year, they had 73, I believe. They're at 64 right now. They might not even reach that. That's how bad they are right now. I think, in my opinion, the Angels should shut him down. Shut him down, let him go get his surgery, and think about next year. If you truly think that there's still a possibility that you're going to sign, re-sign him, shut him down, let him get his surgery, and let him be ready for the start of the season next year. But maybe the Angels think that they can't re-sign him. And they're just like, hey, screw him. You know, if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. He's going to go to another team anyways. I think it's mostly Otani saying that, by the way. I think it's Otani saying, hey, I'm not 100%, but I can still play. Let me play. Yeah, but okay. But then that's that's bad on Otani because, dude, you're going into free agency. Like you're (laughs) going into free agency and you already need surgery on your arm. Don't matter. So I mean I get I get he's not like a money guy, but still like to a point like if I'm thinking well this is you know I'm thinking long term like I'm thinking next year too like I don't want to hurt my chances of being able to go to a, a better team because now like I further injured myself. But anyways, I was gonna ask you if not Otani in the AL MVP race, if it's not Otani. Who would you give it to? God, I have no idea because I have given zero thought to it. But I, if I had to guess who like would be a runner-up, it's probably Seager for Texas. So, okay, so I was going to say Seager as well. I mean, he's insane what he's doing. He's batting, what, 336? I think he's got 28, 28 home runs, less than 90 ribbies, I think. And he's done it in less than 100 games. Mm-hmm. He's at like 94 games, and he's batting 336 with already 28 home runs. While everybody else is at like, you know, like one, what is it, like 140 or whatever. Yeah, close to 140. Me, I wrote down some I wrote down some players. I was going to write down Corey Seager, but I didn't just because he hasn't played the same amount of games as, as the other three that I wrote, wrote uh, written down. Have you looked at Kyle Tucker's stats? No, I have not. Kyle Tucker's having a really, really great year. His last 30 games have not been – or his last, like, 15 games haven't been great. Dude's batting 290, on-base percentage of 376. He's slugging 508, OPS of 884. He's got 26 home runs, 99 ribbies. You're going to love this. He's got 72 walks to his 78 strikeouts. Hell, yeah. And he's got 26 stolen bases. Nice. So I think Kyle Tucker could be uh, could make a push for um, MVP, especially if he has a really great September, which obviously Astros are now in first place. Yep. So, I mean, now here here's the thing though: Astros are in first place, but they're fighting off the uh, the Mariners. Yeah. Julio Rodriguez's season is almost just as good as Tucker's. Yeah, Mariners are getting really good very fast. Yeah. They're, well, they're saying they have the best uh, pitching staff. I think best, like, young pitching staff. Right. You know, Julio, he's batting 282. He's got on-base percentage 340. He's uh, slugging 490, OPS of 830. He's got 27 home runs, 93 ribbies, 36 stolen bases, and 159 hits. <laughs> I mean, he's the catapult, uh, the catalyst of that team, you know. Absolutely. And he's in his second year in the bigs. And he's the guy in, in Seattle. 
Like this is exactly what you wanted from Julio Rodriguez this year. Is yeah. putting up these numbers. And then I put down Yandy Diaz too. Yandy's uh he's batting 320 on base percentage 400, man. Damn. He's slugging 498 OPS of uh 898. He's got 18 home runs, 67 ribbies, 147 hits. <laughs> so I put those three players down. I honestly, I, I and I again, this is not me hating on Otani. I don't think Otani deserves MVP anymore because Jesus of the injuries. Christ. Because I truly think that they're going to shut him down. If they shut him down for the rest of this rest of the month, I don't think he should win MVP. You are so ridiculous. I think they should. Well, here's the thing. Here's what we talk about, or what we've dis, uh, debated many times in the past. Look at those three. Look at the three players that I just named. Look at the uh-huh. teams that they're on. All going to be in the playoffs. It doesn't if matter. If you are more valuable to your team. Jesus Christ. Otani is not more valuable to his team if Wrong. he's not playing. Okay. How can well, you be valuable to your team if now you can't pitch anymore because you got hurt and you're sitting three straight games in a row because your oblique hurts? Why don't you compare their total wars? Isn't that what that stat is all about? Wins above replacement, figuring out who's like, Better than I, you. I, I understand that, but if you take in team factor and you and you're taking in the the team success and what you're doing for your team to win games and to make the playoffs, how can you argue that Julio Rodriguez is not more valuable to his team than uh, Otani is to the Angels? Because, because of they, what? because they're actually the Angels are doing worse than they did prior to the All Star break. Okay, can you listen? What war is wins above replacement? Correct. That means you, your replacement, you're comparing the player to their replacement in all of MLB, and nobody is better overall than Otani. Like well, that's yeah, you're, you're that's saying that combined, oh, yeah, because I mean it's a combination of his pitching and his yeah, offensive war. He's fourth behind Betts, Freeman, and Acuna, and then it's Otani. So okay, where's where's Tucker, Julio Rodriguez, and Yandi? Rodriguez is seventh at five point two. Otani is fourth, five point nine. Tucker's not even top ten. The other guy not even top ten. Okay, so, so Julio Rodriguez's biggest competition right now. Sure, I guess, but what the? It's not even. I'm so sick of this. Like, oh my god, your team's not making the playoffs, so your your value is crap. You're not worth anything. So that's yeah, so. That's true. Are you? <laughs> oh my god! It's so ridiculous to me. If you're, you're, I, you've I, lost your mind. It's so. No, it, you become think, a troll. No, I truly think that if if Otani doesn't play for the rest of September, and like say he just they like I said they shut him down. He doesn't play because he's getting hurt too much. Julio Rodriguez, if he had, especially if he has like an outstanding. Uh, month of September, which look look at Julio Rodriguez's last like thirty games. Honestly, go and look it up. Dude's I know bet, he's on fire. In his last thirty games, he's betting three eighty, wow. and I think he's got like oh my god, how many? I think he's got like ten. Yeah, his last thirty games, if I can remember off the top of my head, I think he's betting three eighty. He's got ten home runs, thirty eight RBIs. Oh my god. You're just like piling on stats just to like reiterate no, how much that, you hate no, Otani. No, that's facts. That's facts. That's okay. Not that that is facts of what he's actually doing. Okay. And he's and he put his team in first place. He's getting right. his. He's he's literally like one of the sole reasons why the Mariners actually have a shot to win their division. I will ask again, if you put Otani on the Mariners. He what sucks. do you th- okay? I'm gonna now no listen to this. You're you need to take a break because I'm gonna read off stats and facts to you. Oh my god, I gotta calm down. Wins of a replacement, all of MLB. Otani 10.0. Next person bets 7.9. Oh my god. Next one. Wins above replacement position players. Otani is sixth in the MLB. Wins above replacement offensive war. Otani is fourth in the MLB. Batting average in the entire MLB. Otani is ninth on base percentage, first. Slugging percentage, first. On base plus slugging, OPS, first. Total bases, first. Triples, tied for second. Home runs, tied for second. Or actually in second, Olsen is first. Runs batted in, sixth in all of baseball. Base on balls or walks, third. 
Adjusted OPS plus, first place. Runs created, tied for first place. Adjusted batting runs, first place. Adjusted batting wins, first place. Extra base hits, first place. Offensive win percentage, first place. Intentional walks, first place. At bats per home run, first place. Base outs runs added, RE24, which is another like advanced stat. Second place behind only Freddie Freeman. Win probability percentage added, fifth place. Situational wins added, first place. Base out wins added, second place. Wins above replacement, all first place. I, like I'm, I'm done. It, there's no competition. Hey, you, here. you also, you also understand that that's basically what Aaron Judge did last year. Jesus and Christ. you are so upset at the fact that Judge won MVP. Yeah, Jason. I just read all of those offensive stats, and Judge did that last year. And Otani was like top ten in all of those things, and he pitched extremely well. So saying. I don't care if Judge did it last year because Otani did it too, slightly worse, but also pitched. Keyword worse. Yeah, slightly. No, I don't, the keyword was worse. It's so stupid. Like I said, Otani should be going for three MVPs in a row. I don't care. I hope wherever he signs next year, he does it again so he can get another MVP and I can sit back and just criticize these stupid voters as long as they continue to vote. My whole question was, if not Otani. I'm not yeah. saying that Otani doesn't deserve the MVP. I still think that he does deserve the MVP. But I think what? if they shut him down, yeah, I think I, he's got to win MVP. You, well, I'm going to rewind this podcast when, when it gets put out, and I'm going to clip the part where you said, I don't think he deserves MVP anymore. Yeah, that's what if you said. they shut him down, if, if, he, if he doesn't play anymore in September, if he continues to play, he's got to win MVP. I think if they if they shut him down and he doesn't play the entire month of September anymore, then yes, I don't think he would deserve it anymore because you missed an entire month of the last month of baseball while you have three players who are who are making a run for their division. Oh my god. That's that's my point. If they shut if he no longer plays in September and they say, Otani, you know what? We don't want to further injure you. We're not making the playoffs. We're shutting you down, and you're not playing for the rest of the year. That means you and your your fellow voters are going to be like, you know what, Otani? I know you're top ten in like 27 different stats in the in baseball, but you didn't play the last month of baseball, so we're not going to vote you MVP. That's I what think you think that, in your head. I think you could. I think you could make the argument that if player, if if somebody like Julio Rodriguez continues on the the streak that he's at. Yeah, I think I think he could turn some voters' heads and have them look his way. Well, then yeah, I, I think so. Okay, yeah, I completely disagree, and I am very upset with the voters if they take that kind of approach. Especially because now he's not he's not pitching anymore. He hasn't he hasn't pitched since what at like in last uh, August. When was the last yeah. time he actually pitched? At least so. So now he he's not pitching anymore. And now, so that's going to be almost like two months worth of not pitching. And then you take away an entire month of him not hitting either. Yeah, I think you could make a, uh, an argument that a player like Julio Rodriguez, who's catapulting his team into the playoffs, could, could make a run towards MVP. Yeah, I completely disagree. I'm not saying uh, if Otani continues to play, he will win. He I don't care. If it's he'd... easy, hands down. But I'm saying if not, and they, and they shut him down, he does not play in September anymore. I think there's three players who can make a strong argument that they deserve MVP for being most valuable to their team. Yeah, completely disagree, even if they shut him down. But that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he doesn't, he's not going to win it. I think he, he doesn't deserve it if he doesn't play for the rest of September. I, yeah, I disagree full, wholeheartedly. Well, you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to deal with idiot voters across the fucking country. I'm uh, going to get you, I'm going to get you a Shohei Otani jersey, but instead of having Otani's name on the back of it, I'm going to put like like I hate him or something. Overrated. Yeah, overrated or something. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to let everybody know that you're the one that hates uh Shohei Otani. 
I've, I've, I think he's underrated, honest to God. Underrated. Yep. How And is that's he, how do you think he how do you think people think he's underrated? because I have to listen to people like you and these insane voters tell me that. It was only one time, one time that that he like don't it, it now it would be different if like this was happening numerous times throughout his career that he was just getting passed up. Did it happen once? Um, yeah, and that's all it takes for me. I had 28 people tell me that Aaron Judge deserved the first place vote for MVP. Yeah, because he, he Aaron Judge did what Otani's doing right now, batting wise. He did that last year, and he broke a record that has been set since the '60s. I don't care. I don't care if he did what he's what Otani is doing currently offensively, because Judge had to do it without having to worry about pitching for I don't know how many months of baseball up until now. So, well, I, hey, you know what, man? Like I You said. might not even see Otani pitch anymore. Underrated. Like that's that's a very uh, like that's a very likely thing that Otani might only have maybe like one season, one or two seasons left where he actually pitches. I think he's he's one more pitching injury away from not doing it anymore in the majors and just strictly being a DH. Uh, that's totally fine. Clearly. So What the heck? I mean, Who cares? yeah. So I don't I don't think like his. I think the pitch. Me personally, I think if Otani came in and just pitched, he would he would be the greatest pitcher of all time. All time. Oh my god. Uh, like if how he just like if he just like focused on the pitching, oh my god. Like he would because like you have to understand like it's it's great that you're amazing at both sides of the ball, but these injuries and everything like they are hindering your ability to be even more amazing. <laughs> like you're amazing right now, but like you have to understand that it's like playing both sides of the ball. You're going to increase the likelihood that you're going to have way more injuries than the average baseball player. How can you say all of those things and still be an Otani hater? I'm not Like, an Otani hater. I, I don't hate this, this, this. This is the whole point. I hate that you guys in the group chat sit there and say that I hate Otani. I don't hate him. I'm not. I'm just not a fan of him. There's a difference. Like I, I can understand that players are great. I understand LeBron James is an amazing basketball player. I don't have to like him. Like I don't have to be a fan of LeBron James to understand that he's still great, right? Yeah, You don't. but that, You don't. You don't like LeBron James. You don't. What's yeah, the difference? but What's the difference the, between me not being a fan of Otani? No, like there's there's no argument. It's a rhetorical question. Because uh, it's the same thing. You I disagree. don't like Le LeBron James. You don't like I, him, but he's I don't still like amazing. him, So, like, but I, but I don't undermine what he's doing. I'm not sitting I'm not here undermining saying, what, what yes, Otani's you, doing. okay, all right, How am all I right. undermining what he's doing? <laughs> Am I sitting Be here saying he sucks? No, you keep bringing up this like, well, you know what? If he did this, like he would do that. He, if he, if uh, That's the freaking, not undermining the previous, that's the previous not undermining episode, him. the previous episode, we talked about Otani. You said, well, Otani's only great because he's the only one doing what Otani is doing. And that is mind boggling to me. That's like me saying, well, LeBron James is only great because he dunks better than everybody. Like it's LeBron James is only great because he makes the playoffs more often than Well, everybody yeah, you're else. going to stand you're going to stand out when you're the only person doing it. Correct. Yeah, like that that that's not me undermining him. I'm just saying he's literally the only do person doing it. You have nobody else to compare him to except for Babe Ruth, who majority of us have never even saw play. Yeah, and So I you think have that's. nothing to, to compare him to. And I think that's If incredible. everybody if if everybody else was doing it too in the league, well, would Otani still be as amazing as he is? That's That's not where me I. under my. I, I'm not saying he sucks. I understand that he's an amazing baseball player, Okay. but I don't. I don't have to. I don't have to be as big of a fan as you guys are to to because I'm not a fan of. I, I automatically hate him. Like that's Okay. not true. Fine. I will stop calling you a hater. 
You just are not a fan of yeah, shows. I'm just not. I'm just not as big as a fan as you guys are. Like that. Like, and that makes me sad. I don't understand why. People probably think it's sad that we don't like LeBron James, but we don't. <laughs> yeah. It's just it is I think what it it's is. Way, I think it's way different. But all like, right. Like LeBron James could be the great. LeBron James is argued as the best basketball player ever, but we mm-hmm. don't agree with it, right? So like. Okay, we can we cannot agree with it, correct? Like we had like that we are capable of doing that. Why can't <laughs> I agree that I'm that I don't think Shohei Otani is the greatest baseball player ever? You can. Absolutely. I want you to feel the opposite. Then that's what it's upsetting. But yeah. It's like it's like it's almost as if you it's like almost you guys push me more towards <laughs> not wanting to like him. We don't. We just don't understand why you don't like him. Because like, it, because it's you guys don't even allow me to not like him. That's like <laughs> that, that. I think that's what upsets me more is because I'm not allowed to like not like him. Like, oh, you're stupid for not liking him. Like that makes me not want to like him even more. No, no, no we never said that. You're definitely not stupid for not liking. Him. Uh, I'm sure I'm there's pretty plenty. Sure, I can go back in these group chats and find where you guys said that at least once. No way. Yes, you can you can so. look if you want. I'm pretty sure Luke has probably said that once. <laughs> well, maybe, but yeah, you can. What the heck? You can not like and like whoever you want, but we want you to like him for the reasons that we and I love him, and that's yeah, just. And I think you love him too much. I disagree. That it, that it, that it <laughs> makes you that it makes you like hate on me for not loving him <clears throat> as much as you do. I'm not hating on you. I I hate on myself for pushing you to this point where you're not also loving the like best baseball player we've ever seen play so no evan longoria is the best baseball player i've ever seen play okay well there goes there goes all your credibility (laughs) all right let's 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 move on guys just so you know uh that is the last time we are going to talk about shohei otani for uh season two by the way until at least the other two guys get on here yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that actually probably will not be good. Yeah, people start yelling might, at each yeah, other. Yeah, we will for sure yell at each other. Fist fights. Yeah, fist fights through the phone. Wrestling moves, you and Luke, as always. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let's, uh, let's move on to the final topic I want to talk about because something happened that we have been waiting for since 2020. Jason Dominguez got called up by the Yankees to the big leagues. And he is doing exactly what we thought he would do. Three home runs already uh, to start off his MLB career. I think he went, I think he had three hits yesterday. Yep. Including a home run. Yep. He's already hitting doubles. I think. I think he's going to live up. He might. He might end up living up to the hype that everybody had around him. I think I agree. So, if for anybody who doesn't know, Dominguez was one of the biggest international signings in I don't know the last like decade or something. Obviously, Wander was one of them too. You know, sucks to suck, <laughs> uh, but I think Dominguez might have been bigger than Wander. And granted. If you look, if if you looked at like the top 100 prospect list, Dominguez was actually never high on the list, which is kind of crazy to me. For for a guy who you compare to, you know, Bo Jackson and Mickey Mantle, to not never even be a top 20 prospect. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting to me that you know there was so much hype around him, but according to the uh, whoever ranks the prospects. He was never a top prospect in, in the league. He was always top 100 or like top 50. But before he got called up, he was actually below 50. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, he finally got called up. This was the guy who our first ever big jelly pull was Jason Dominguez. Yeah. It was the, it was the out of 99. Too bad it was the spanning the globe uh, insert card. But it was a mega box refractor out of 99, graded it, PSA 10. Our first great pull. And of course, we were heavily, heavily investing in Jason Dominguez. Yeah. So 
the moment he got called up, you know, like we've said before, we are big on call up. That's like what, that's when we want to sell our prospects. I was, dude, I was freaking out when I saw the article too, because you guys were all MIA. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like they're not texting in the group chat. What am I supposed to do? I quickly, I quickly went and I took all the pictures before you guys even answered. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't, I, should I just list them? Like, what if they don't answer me? Yeah. I was free. And luckily you guys did right away, which was great. Mm -hmm. You know, we ended up selling, uh, if you were watching on our eBay and our social media, we ended up selling eight of his cards. We had a, a mega box auto PSA 10. We had our, uh, our gold mega box refractor, uh, graded a nine should have been a 10. Yeah. We had the, obviously the green out of 99, um, two chromes and, uh, two papers and then one mega box, all tens. Yeah. So I think a pretty, pretty nice haul. Absolutely. But when I looked at like sold prices for him though, like I don't feel like a lot of people were selling his cards. Yeah. Not as much as like Ellie and, and stuff, you know, like, or like Jordan, uh, Jordan Walker and, um, Anthony Volpe. Like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people might be holding Dominguez. Interesting. Yeah. Because when I was looking, because I think you're right when those court, uh, those cards sold, I think we had higher expectations, even though Eric was like, I had no expectations. We all have expectations. Okay. <laughs> Like we all anticipated or at least thought in our head what they might end at. My, my, the amounts in my head were way bigger than what they actually ended at. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you were the same. Yeah, they were probably higher, slightly higher for the, like the last three that were ending the, the spending the globe, the gold and the auto. But yeah, it is what it is. Like I said, it's, it's all right. <laughs> So let me ask you this, though, because then we brought up in the group chat about, um, well, is yes, we like to sell a call-up, but now is there is there a better time to sell players at their call-up? Meaning, is it better to list players who are getting called up at the, like before the season even started, who are getting called up to start the season versus listing players who are getting called up in September when their team's not even in contention anymore. So like, what, what is your take on it? My take on it is that I'm still, this is me personally. This is not like a jelly cards take. I'm still leaning into listing at call up, no matter when it happens only because of um, just based on card price history. When I look at them, what they, what they usually go for when they call up, but this did at least throw a wrench into my plan for when I decide to list some of my personal cards. Like, I think it's starting to become based on team success, based on prospect number, like top 10, top 50, top 100, that kind of stuff. I think that is starting to play a small role, but I'm still leaning heavily into listing a call up because I just, I don't know. I, we've talked about it before on this podcast episode. I get a little bit too nervous when it comes to prospecting. I get worried that maybe even two to three weeks after call-up, things might just become fizzly and the player might not develop into some sort of superstar, all-star MLB player. So, yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about it? Do you think that – I don't think we made a mistake. Do you no. think that we made – okay. Yeah. No, I don't think we made a mistake either. The only um... – it was it was unfortunate that our listings ended on a Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. you know? We were one day away. We should have had a end yesterday. Well, and, and so my my thing is, I was just looking at previously sold cards, and I kind of feel as like the only thing I I almost think that maybe we should have done was done three day auctions for mm. like the top cards. So okay. for the auto, the gold, and the and the green, maybe even the mega box one. I think maybe we should have done three days for those and had them at Sunday night okay. just because it's a better night to end the cards at. I know we're, you know, we are always thought that the weekends were the best time to end cards. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't regret it at all because they were all profit. Yeah. We profited off of every single card. So you, to me, it's like, it's not, we, we didn't make a bad choice, but. Yeah. Do you think though that like, um, 
what are your thoughts on call up versus selling at different periods of time? Honestly, I'm really kind of starting to lean more towards get rid of this mindset and notion of like sell at call up and just sell when the market is hot. If, if you're comfortable, like what we talked about in the group chat yesterday with Jackson Holiday, you said it. Is Jackson Holiday's market hot? Yes. It's hot right now. Sell him. <laughs> Sell him. Like he's 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 hot. He's probably the hottest. He's probably one of the hottest baseball players in the game right now. And he's in the minors. Yeah. Like he's he's the most talked about uh, prospect currently. He just made it to triple A. I don't know if the if the Orioles are gonna bring him up. I don't is it necessary to bring him up? Is is there a place for him to play? I don't think so. Because they're pretty loaded on their team, especially with the prospects they've called up. Yeah. I think he will be a start of next season prospect. But like for, for me right now, it's like if if Holiday's hot currently and everybody's on him and everybody's buying him, why not just sell him now? Why do we have to wait until next year? Because you you gotta think about the offseason. You you know his market's gonna drop the moment baseball's over. I mean, Absolutely. Orioles are making playoffs, so they're a hot team in baseball as well. Current team success is great. the The moment they're done playing, if they're if they're like losing division round or whatever it is, everyone's gonna get off of them instantly. Snap of the fingers, done. I agree. So, for me personally, it's like, why can't we just sell when we want to sell versus like having to have a certain time when we have to sell? Right. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I, and my response to that is for like business decision to try to maximize profit. I'm not saying that that's like we need to do that. I'm also comfortable getting rid of the card now, but that's that. I don't know. I think it's because we're trying to maximize how much we can get out of each and every card that we have currently in our inventory. Yeah, but I mean that, and that that to me that's just like, I mean that, that's just us being greedy at that <laughs> point, you know. And and it's good greed; it's not bad greed. It's right. us just wanting what's best for what's better for Jelly. Like mm-hmm. me yeah. personally, because the the current Jackson Holiday card we have is a nine. That's what only makes me a little bit worried is because the nine market right now is super hot. Yeah. Um, so maybe take advantage of the fact that PSA nines are even selling for as much as they're as much as they're going, and capitalize on that before off season hits and that market plummets. And and what I'm concerned with is that even if he gets called up, he might not be as hot as he is now because really? he's playing hot. Dang! Like you really think so? Te- he's tearing it up. And yeah, I have, and a part of me feels as if his market might be hotter right now than it will be when he gets called up. You think and, that if the Orioles call him up within the next few weeks, the card will be worth less than what it's? No, right? no, no. I'm thinking if if he does not get called up this year, mm-hmm. and we wait until next year at like beginning season, I think his market might be hotter right now than it would be coming off the off season. Right. Because yeah. right now he's all over the media. When mm-hmm. it comes to baseball media, he's all over it. Okay. So that's why I'm leaning more towards let's sell him right now. Capitalize on this super hot market. Capitalize on the super hot PSA 9 market because we know how PSA 9 sell. And let's cap let's profit now versus waiting until maybe off season or something, especially if he's not going to get called up. Because if you call him up right now, where is he playing? They'll probably stacked. DH him. Yeah, they could probably platoon him with that short and DH him. Who's their is their third baseman like super good? Is it Gunnar Henderson? Oh crap! Who's second base? Uh, that's uh, maybe Mateo. I don't know. Okay, yeah, maybe they'll move somebody, or he'll probably play the middle infield position. Because, I mean, right now, they're like, I mean, everybody's on, on their teams. Like Adley, Gunner, Austin Hayes, Mountcastle. I just don't know if, like, he gets called up right now if they're, if he's going to be an everyday guy. 
Yeah, they have Adam Frazier as their second baseman, two forty-five average, thirteen homers, fifty-four RBIs. All right, so maybe he would, maybe he moves over there. Yeah, I think they would. Who's playing short? Him. Is that Mateo? No, um, Westberg. Uh, I'm sorry, Gunner. So Gunner's at short. Westberg oh. is their third baseman. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Holy crap! If they put Jackson at second, damn. Wow. They are loaded. Their whole team is stacked. My my so so this is what I'm saying. If if it comes God. down to a point where we feel as if like there or maybe if they make the announcement that hey he's not getting called up like this year or whatever, or if it gets to the point where we're like, hey, I don't think they're gonna call him up, I think we should sell him. Wow. And okay. I don't think we should wait until after off season just because I yeah, we know like the market's gonna heavily dip because baseball's not happening anymore. Yeah. I'm honestly, I'm open to it. Even if I disagree with it, it doesn't mean that I'm right. So I, I mean, I was sending you the listings of the, that's, it, yeah, that's I crazy saw. hot. I agree. Yeah. I, but when same kind of thing that you were talking about, when I see that kind of stuff, a thing clicks in the back of my head that like, maybe he really is the real deal. Cause I was doubting him all the way up. Like first day we opened the boxes, I was doubting him, and I thought this was like, what the heck? This his current market when we opened the boxes, I thought was hot, and now it's admittedly gotten even hotter. I didn't yeah. think this could happen, and it is happening. So, like, what if we do sell it now, and then the Orioles call him up, and he has like he's pr- if if they don't call him up now, or even if they do. Next year, he'll probably be right away the ALM, AL Rookie of the Year favorite. So uh, it's it's up in the air. But again, like we talked about, it's like a, it's a good oh, stress. So you're, you're, ta- you're talking about holding him, like not yeah. selling him at call up. Right. You're so, not, that's or Eric selling gonna, him. No, Eric's no. going to completely disagree. No, yeah. I'm selling him like out of spring training into April, like we did with Bobby Wood. Like how Bobby Wood made the team out of camp, and then we sold the Bobby Wood cards. That's what I would do. But, but I think it's just like, like for me, he's so hot right now that it's just like, yeah, we could easily capitalize now and still make just as great as profit. Absolutely, yeah. These are good problems. <laughs> so that's that's my thing, and I I think that I think it's a, definitely a topic of conversation that we need to have. Because if we are going to list them, I think now is like the time to do it. So counter another question here. This isn't related to J-Dom. Do you think that Dominguez's card market will be hotter next year than it is right now? Like uh, we, we sold him that he just called up in September. If we did not sell him, when would we? Like would we sell him – Beginning we, of the year next year. If we didn't sell him right now at call up, I would have said hold it until he. I mean, maybe until he wins. Yeah, like you said, like rookie of the year, or, or if he just has a great season. Because yeah, I God. think holding him past call up into next year, I don't think they. I mean, the way the Yankees look, I don't think they're gonna be good anytime soon. Yeah, but he could still make a push for rookie of the year next year. Yeah. Maybe it'll be Jackson versus I th- I Jason. I still think I think we sold him at the right time. Yeah, me too. Okay. And I, I my my whole thing is um I don't maybe know if the mega box refractors are still big deals anymore. Like that how was, they used to be. That was the only one that I was like really shocked and upset how does, with. How does Ellie sell for two hundred? Uh-huh. We sold a Bobby Witt one for over three. And Jadoms goes for one seventeen. I think that's where Eric's point comes in. Is that like he wasn't a top ten yeah. overall MLB mm-hmm. prospect because Bobby Witt like, was. Yep. And so was Ellie. Absolutely. Exactly. And it's, same with Holiday. Uh, Jackson's number one. <sighs> so yeah, I think I think Eric's right in the sense that I think it does take into consideration where you are on the prospect list. But which is which is why I say it's like he's one of the most hyped international signings, and yet people actually who have been doing the rankings don't actually think he's that good. Yet the mm-hmm. guy already has three home runs. Yeah, uh, man. I'm like I said that for me personally, this off season, 
I'm going to be hunting J Dum for sure. I, did you see his first his first Bowman? Just his regular first Bowman auto sold for six over sixteen hundred. Yep, exactly. So, so it might just maybe be the mega. Like you might just really need the first Bowmans. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. no, not even the mega boxes anymore because the odd thing they do with the mega boxes is they don't put first Bowman on it for the autos. Yeah, for the autos exactly. So people might not look. People might first glance think it's not a first Bowman, but it yeah. is. Yeah, I, I kind of hate tops for doing that. They yeah. used to, they used to put them on there, and then I don't know what the heck happened. At tops where they stopped. But I, I kind of, I'm now that we talked about this, I'm kind of hoping that the Orioles do call up Holiday this year because I just don't want to deal with this, the stress of like not unloading it right now and then waiting for next. You know, year. we could avoid that stress and just oh. list it now. <laughs> Okay, fine. I, yeah, I'm, I'm like I said in the group chat, and just to kind of encompass this entire podcast episode, whatever makes Jason the happiest, I support all the time. So if you want to list it, I'm in. I don't, I don't even care. No, it's not just about what makes me happy. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just taking. I'm just trying to put logic into our mindsets so we don't trap ourselves in a box all the time. Yeah, I got you. You know, I love you like we can we can look outside the box like we don't have to just because we because we sat in this box at the beginning of of jelly does not mean like we have to. You know, what I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm open to anything and everything because that's like we talked about hey, before. Man, I think we should bring it to the show on Saturday. Yeah, I'm in. I'm, Throw it I'm, in the case. And if somebody I'm absolutely wants to buy in. It, oh, yeah. Wants to buy it. Let them buy it. Even if they don't buy it, it's an immediate attention drawer. Like yep. everyone wants to look at a Jackson Holiday card. If you if you collect yeah. baseball <laughs> or are involved in baseball, but, yeah. So I I think we should bring it with. Yeah, I I'm in. I'm open to anything and everything in regards to selling, buying jelly cards. I that's the whole point that jelly cards was created, so that I'm not just sitting with all my own cards, not selling yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm open. So, but we we can end we can end it there. Uh, I you know, I love talking baseball. You know, again, our apologies for the uh, Shohei Otani stuff. We I we promise that that's the last time we're gonna we're gonna talk about Otani at least for season two. Yeah, don't yeah, don't get it twisted. We're not like there's all of this stuff is said in love, like that. There's nothing Jason would do that would make me so angry that I'd like yell at him or like dump him in my friendship life. Oh, this this is this is our group chats every day. Yeah, yeah. nonstop. It gets it gets even worse in our group chats because the other guys get to chime in. Yeah, it's just we're we're very when it comes to sports we're very passionate. Yeah, clearly. And especially when it comes now that like I now that we are doing like the podcast and the, and we have our sports cards business and everything, it's like. It has amplified my passion to a whole nother level. Me too. Because now all I do is, I mean, I always did just like look and read it, like watch videos and look at articles and stuff. But now like I heavily invest myself into all like the analytical stuff because I, I want, you know, uh, info and I want some stuff for our podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and for yeah. our company. Yeah. And for our company, you know, it's, it's everything's research. You know? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Same. I agree. Yeah. So any uh, final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Good call, Jason. I, I didn't mean for it to get super heated, but I just... I'm, yeah, you hate me. It's okay. I'm in love with Shohei Otani, and I want you to share that feeling with me. But <laughs> just because you don't doesn't mean that you're... Uh, you, you made a great point. I know you're not a hater of Shohei. You're just you're a hater of John. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> I understand. Final thoughts. Like we talked about opening the podcast, we're super excited about football. And I'm kind of slightly sad we didn't talk about football. But if you've been listening this whole time, you understand that we had to talk about baseball because September and October baseball, my favorite, my absolute favorite time of the year. October is my favorite month for sports because I made a post about this once. You got playoff baseball. Basketball starting, football is starting, hockey is starting. Every major sport is going on. 
And on top of that, you have playoff and World Series baseball. So I, I cannot wait. I'm looking yeah. forward to baseball. That's why we had to discuss it on this podcast episode. The Chicago Cubs are only two and a half games back of the Brewers. They currently have a wild card spot. And if you're listening to this podcast episode, please reach out and let us know what you think about anything we talked about. Yeah. Just, and, Justin Steele for Cy Young, please. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. And like I told you guys, I, I really, really want Cody to have an insane month of September so he can get involved in the MVP talk because looking back, that signing was the best signing that they had all offseason. Uh, um, it's probably one of their best signings that they've had in yeah. like other than maybe John Lester. Exactly. So I I hope that the Cubs get credit for that. And if you're listening to this podcast episode, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about the other thing we talked about, which was Dominguez and prospecting. We have always preached that the usually the best time for us to sell our prospect baseball cards is when they get the call up to the majors. But now now that we've unloaded our like biggest investment in Jason Dominguez, we're kind of looking at things a little bit different now, and we're trying to decide what we should do with certain players. Do you agree that baseball cards, prospect cards, should be sold at call-up? Or do you feel like players like Jackson Holiday and other top 100 MLB prospects should be held for a little bit longer or sold at a different time? So... Let us know what you think. Please reach out on all of our social media platforms. On Instagram and Twitter, we are at Jelly Cards. On TikTok, we are Jelly underscore Cards. And the door is always open for discussion. Even if it gets heated, we promise it's not any sort of like uh, ridicule or any sort of uh, demeaning tone. Yeah. It's, all, it's always just passionate banter between people who love sports and collecting. And that's what Jelly Cards is all about. Um, if you have any questions or concerns, you know where to reach us. As always, thank you very much for listening. Please let us know your thoughts on football, baseball, anything related to the sports card hobby. And as always, oh, time out really quick. Small plug. Saturday, we are going to the Darien Card Show, 727 Cards Card Show in Darien, Illinois. I'm pretty sure this podcast will be released prior to that day. Yes. So if you listen to the podcast, please come visit us and talk sports, podcasts, baseball, basketball, football, the hobby in general. Come find us at the Darien Sports Card Show. Yeah. Chicagoland Sports Card Show. 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And as always, keep spreading the love of this hobby from your friends at Jelly Cards. <laughs>